When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, Before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. They, what I love about them is not only how easy it is to set up, not only how great their customer service is, but what I like is how innovative they are. They're always changing their machine, always making it better, always looking to pivot. It's why they're one of our sponsors because we believe in them so much. So go over and check them out. Mentioned, uh, mentioned Coach Unplugged, mentioned High School Hoops, mentioned TeachHoops.com, mentioned Coach Collins, mentioned anybody, and they'll give you $400 off um, related to us. Uh, that's You won't find a better discount out there. And then also go over and check out TeachHoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a coach to help you coach, <laughs> if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for my bat phone, if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game, if you're looking for clinics, if you're looking for videos, if you're looking for motivation, if you're looking for handouts, looking for practice ideas, anything, we have it all in there with a 14-day free trial. Go over and check it out. Um, only 14-day free trial out there. It will You will not be disappointed. Um, we believe in our product so much, and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, what helps us keep the lights on here and everything moving forward. So have a great day and let's head off to the podcast. All right, let me get my notebook. All right, shoot away, coach. What questions you got for me? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing this. this no problem. Great. You're my last one. So I've been going since okay. my eight. So oh, really? <laughs> I'll, I'll, keep drink, I'll keep drinking my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hopefully you're not tired. <laughs> So I had like two teams. So I don't know how best to, and I, I was going to like split it up into like four sections, like offense, defense, fast break inbounds. Does it, is it better to go by like section? Whatever, like, whatever you want, whatever's easier for you. It doesn't matter to me. I guess we'll go by team then. So I like, it's like rec ball. There's like a sixth grade team and an eighth grade team. Okay. I kind of have to like go by certain rules, right? Where they kind of almost play equal time and that kind of stuff. Yep. Right. <laughs> okay. 
So uh, with the sixth grade team, the offense, we tried to do like dribble drive, but they couldn't do it. So we switched to horns and there's kind of like, there are like four guys that kind of want to play like in the middle anyway. So I kind of got them split into two groups and we're doing horns where they swap in for each other when we have to rotate and stuff. Okay. Okay. But so we, we've only been doing that for like two weeks now. You know, I only switched like two weeks ago. And uh, okay, they're they're bad too. They're like zero and five, so they're not any good. But <laughs> so dribble dribble drives hard at that age, especially if they're not hoopers. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good move. Um, so what happens when they don't when they don't score out of the horn set? Then what happens? Um, they go into motion. No, nah, we really don't try to change at all. You keep running horns over and over and over again. Yeah, we pretty much just okay. We, we kind of go down. We kind of have like two different things we try to do with it. We try to either pass it into the horns, and we try to have people cut next to the horn and get like a handoff, or or okay. get underneath, or get underneath and get a pass underneath. And then, uh, or we pass to a guard, and we try to have the guards cut after the pass, and then okay. and try to try to get them underneath the horns again. With, but some pretty much all that isn't working really. For whatever reason, like they're not making any passes underneath at all. I thought when we switched to this, we'd have all kinds of open guys underneath. But um, the only thing that's really working with that is getting it to the horns, and then some of them will turn, and they're pretty much always open for a shot when they turn. For whatever reason, just like the defense backs off of them for a second. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe just crash the boards. I would think about maybe even doing keeping, maybe even keeping the horns set. Um, but then maybe teaching them some because but if they're only in six, you want to teach them some basic motion offense principles like pass and cut. Um, maybe make a couple rules like you pass or cut or you pass or screen away or kind of things that you work on screening too. Um, if you've got two bigs inside, I mean, I definitely wouldn't go to a, like a triangle offense. What kind of defensive pressure do you see? You could run a continuity like a swing kind of thing too, if you wanted to. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. I've never looked at that at all, so I'm not sure. What that yeah, is so like, swing but... is like a strong. It's a flex swing kind of. It's a continuity offense. It's three guys on one side, two on the other. Um, the ball reversal tends to be the problem with that. But if you're not getting that kind of pressure at that level, it might be a decent thing because it's. It's like the the flex screen and the cross screen. Um, I can send you some stuff on that if you'd be interested. But I personally, if I was teaching sixth grade, I would just teach them a couple offensive principles and just, yeah. Especially because a rec team, like you want to just teach them how to play. Um, yeah, we don't get a whole lot of. We get like one practice. It's an hour. Yeah. And so like one, make, one give, one them, give them give them one it, or two yeah. rules. When you pass, you cut to the basket kind of thing you know just simple basic rules so when they're not doing those rules you can correct them i wouldn't give them more than one maybe two at most you know pass or cut pass or screen away it's all you can do once you you know um especially at that at that age and that level i would not complicate it like dribble drives complicated read and react is complicated i would not complicate i would keep it simple very simple even horns is relatively more complex than they maybe can even handle. Yeah, I mean we're we're doing like not a whole lot with it, right? <laughs> we're just yeah. doing like two two things with it because I didn't want to. 
Yeah. I kind of don't want to like switch either, right? We already switched. No, you can keep the twice. horns, but then yeah, when it breaks, then... as long as they can get shots off it, I'd leave it. Yeah. Can they get shots off it? Just the horn players, right? The horns players get it and they turn and they can get a shot pretty easily right there. So that the so guard, the guards so aren't the, the, the tweak. So I think the tweak is how can you get the other guy shots? I'm wondering backdoor cut. I feel like I feel like the horns are in the way of getting it underneath. So I'm wondering if we just bring one of the horns. Well, one of the, the one screen. of the two horns, one of the two horns should fl- once one of them catches it, the other one should flash the the basket. That would be wide the, open. We get the pass there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so try to get yeah. try to work on passing to the, one of the two horns and the other one flash the basket. There's your high low cuz that's what you're looking for, is some sort of high low where they can get fouled or they can get to the free throw line. But that's going you'll need a little practice on that like that pass. You know, come up high, go low, go low, go high, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's what I would do. And then, and then, if it, yeah, same thing, same thing, same thing. If it goes to a wing on horns, the opposite horn guy should go to the low block, so you get kind of an overload. You know what I'm saying? No, no, last minute right. for a second. <laughs> Hold on, let me, uh, let me see if I. So I don't have my drawer out, but. So you're in the fine, horn, yeah. you're in the horn set like this, right? We're kind of running three guards yeah, at the top here, yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's the initial horn set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. So if, if, as he brings it down, if it goes here, if it goes to that wing, okay, right. then that one should go down. Interesting. Okay. So you get an overload, and then if the ball goes here, it's the same thing. This guy should flash now. Well, you're not probably getting these once the ball goes. That's why I'm saying if, if it goes to the wing, you get a flash down. If it goes here, you get a flash down. So that way you kind of automatically get a high low no matter what. Um, what if, then, I mean, like our, our guards are like a lot better athletes. Yeah. I mean, so so, so, so using what the you, horn so much, it's kind of like not going to. So what you could do is go ball to wing and then have this one rub off then this person. Okay, we were trying to have him go around the opposite horn and get underneath. No, nope, I'd go same. Block. I'd go same. I'd go same side. Okay, because then that this this person it will it will it will get this person moving, and then I wouldn't have. Then I would not do that. I would not have them flash low if the ball goes to wing, and you want to get it to the guards. Um, you can also ball goes here. You know, you can do lots of things. You can have this guy just flash through too, and not have, um, you know he'll be open too if he's a, if he's quick and a decent guard he'll be able to get open too um so that's what i would that's what i would play all right let's go to defense i think both teams almost have the same defensive issues so maybe we'll okay. get to the defense <laughs> okay. pretty quickly but they're kind of running man to man both of them and uh i guess the thing we have we have some weak defenders that pretty much like just try to reach and their guys go by them and then we're in trouble after that or we have guys that just try to follow their guys everywhere. And I, I'm like, hey, if your guy can't do anything, don't follow them out. Stay in the help position. But they still, they're like, haven't played very much before or whatever, and they just follow them everywhere. <laughs> they do, they do. So you got, so you got to do like small, you got to do like three on three stuff where you teach ball on ball defense, help side defense. How many kids do you have at practice? Uh, like around nine, usually, I would say eight or nine. Yeah, so I would, that's what I was thinking, probably with sixth and eighth grade, you might not always have 10 there. So I do a lot of three on three, two on two, 
you know, how do you guard the ball? Where should you be when the ball is away? And three on three is the ideal one um, because there's still got to be help side. You can still screen away. You can do those kind of things. Um, I wouldn't worry about five on five at all because my guessing is it's a lot of footwork and it's a lot of um, ball movement location stuff that they're not in the right spot. I, was, I saw something with um with like uh, being in the gap and then like kind of coming over and getting next to like the other. So instead of like reaching, like just like moving your body so you're next to the other guy that's guarding him and then getting back to your player. Like a drill, I saw that. They called it like stun and recover. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. would be helpful or not. Instead of like, I think, that's over, I think that's over their head at this point. It's over there. Oh, okay. I'd have to see him to be sure, but my guess is your description. I wouldn't worry about. I wouldn't worry about how to handle screens. I wouldn't. I'd worry about getting to the helpline and when someone drives, helping. Because to be honest with you, it takes a good basketball, relatively good basketball player, to be able to pass to the to the person that's helping's man. So, I would just work on stopping dribble penetration, footwork. And um, help and recover, help side, yeah. help line too. So we had an issue actually with the eighth grade where after a substitution, like they wouldn't all guard somebody, and I I was losing my mind on that one. I'm like, you guys are eighth graders, you can't just all find somebody to guard without me. Like I had to call a timeout actually once and say, okay, who are you guys guarding? It was like crazy. Yeah, they're not talking to each other. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, okay. so I would do like eighth grade, it's harder, but I, that's why I always do the towel. It's you know? sub, like three at a time, right? So yeah. get, it's kind of a yeah. big substitution. That's maybe some of the confusion. Um, yeah, but I would definitely do the towel check-in. Like I got to hand a towel to a guy. So we make sure someone's coming in, someone's coming out, but in eighth grade, you don't necessarily have to do that, but yeah. It was like two what... of them regarding the same guy, like three times down. I'm like, how can this be happening? Well, and if you had more practices, what I would tell you is that that's where you got to practice that. Like, you literally got to practice it. Like, don't assume any base knowledge. Trying to run, like, a full-court press net all the time. Because we tried it, like, with the sixth graders, like, all the time once, and they just got too tired, and I felt like their shots suffered because they were so tired. Right. Just trying to maybe do, like, the last five minutes of a half or something like that. Everybody, happy Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Better Help, H E L P, Better Help. Um, you know, if, if you're feeling down, if you're having, you know, I can I can tell you many experiences within my own life. Um, like I've like I've said, I've married to a psychologist, and I know that we've had we have family members, and I've had, I had a close friend that that lost someone because of mental health recently, and. And, you know, they have BetterHelp has licensed professionals and therapists that can help you. They'll match you with somebody within 48 hours. Um, mental health is a is a is a serious illness and, and, and we all need someone to talk to. Um, and they have a wide range of clients all over the world. Um, you can send your you can do messages when I when I was going in through the to the sign up thing. It's um you can do video calls. You can do old fashioned calls. Remember the rotary phones. You can do those. Um, you can do just uh, message them um, to set up those kind of things. Um, and it's easy to change if you need to change your therapist at any given time. They're they're able to do that for you. Um, and it's an affordable it's an affordable alternative to to maybe having to drive halfway across town to talk to someone. So visit BetterHelp backslash hoops h-o-o-p-s and get 10 percent off that first month um and you know join the two million people 
that have changed their mental health um, with the help of an experienced professional. Do that today. Like I tell my players, don't wait. Um, we all need we all need a little bit of extra support. So they have they have a, they're hiring additional therapists in all the states at this point. So go over and check it out. Betterhelp.com backslash hoops. Have a great day, everybody. But with that, so I had a team like two years ago that was graded and we ran it like all the time. I mean, not all the time, but like, you know, like last 10 minutes of every half and they were great at and they stole it a bunch and scored off of it. But these guys, they don't seem to like be trapping well enough. The ball will come in and they'll just get by the two the two guys that are there trying to trap them and we're just not trapping well. I mean, almost like both teams are like that. It's like kind of ineffective entirely because it just kind of and it's a man, ball. it's a man, it's a man trap. I'm trying to do like a one three one. Where I got one guy back far. I, I thought about switching to a man trap. I actually saw another team yesterday doing that, where it's almost like man to man, and they would have like if the other team brought all five guys down, then all five guys were down there pressing, and that, that seemed pretty effective. Man might be easier than the than the drops on that, and then you know maybe do one or two traps and then get out of it. Um, that seems to be a, a an easy way that we're going to just sell out here on these one or two, and then we're just going to play man after that. That I mean, I've been doing that since my son was in fifth grade, all the way up to my high school team, and that seems to work really well. Just short little spurts of man, one trap and done kind of thing. Um, so maybe like the the person that's like guarding the inbounds would then trap. Yeah, and if that does, done. If that and you do work, it once, then... and then you're done. So then everyone knows that that's going to happen, and then. Yeah, and it catches the other team off guard, to be honest with you, because they don't know if there's going to be more than one. <laughs> you do, but they don't. Uh, they start to panic. Yeah. I'm taking some notes. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I, I'll, I, can say, I can send this to you, too, because I always record them. So, so uh, for the sixth grade, like on the inbounds, we're doing a stack on the side. For some reason, it doesn't happen very often. The ball doesn't go out on the side very often, but if it does, we're trying to run the stack. Yep. A lot of times, it's not even there's not even any pressure there. Yeah, you know, just go to the first guy. Yeah, but then underneath we kind of came up. This is like the third underneath one we've gone through, which hasn't been so great. I would <laughs> like to just have one from the get go, but we've kind of gone to like this horns one since they're in the horns formation already. Yep, where we kind of have two guards away from the ball, and then one. I think I stole this from like Xavier or somebody in the Big East. I don't know, but. So one guy goes like in front of the horns and gets screened, and then the other guard goes behind the horns and gets screened. And then after that, then the horns kind of cross towards the basket. And that cross towards the basket's been open a couple of times, and we've gotten like easy baskets off of that. I guess the, the biggest problem is, is like they don't always line up for it, right? Well, and the problem is, here's the problem is you don't have enough practice time. Yeah. And they know one spot. They don't know all four or all five. Like throwing it in is probably the easiest spot. So that's the problem is as you sub, they all know one spot, I guess, is my guess, and they don't know all of them. So, you know, even a, even a line there where the first guy decides which way he's going to go and the next guy decides. I mean, you can do basic stuff like that where it's not as complicated because the problem is the more complicated you get, the more time you have to spend on it and the more yeah. they got to know more than one position. Only one guy can throw it in. So, um you know, something easy like a stack or something like that tends to work at the younger ages for sure. There's more practice on that. Okay. Yeah. And and try it. See if I'm right. But I my guess is I'm right that they if you move them to a different spot, they might not know it. Yeah. I mean the horns are always 
right? We only have like two sets of, of horn players. There's like four guys. But I guess right. technically they do, they could like flip flop, right? So one might be guarding the low cutter and one might be guarding the high cutter, depending on where they're at. And they might be confused on that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last topic. I guess we're, we're still in the sixth grade, but some of the stuff is going to read. Okay. <laughs> it's going to go over to the eighth grade also. So we're trying to, okay, they're like in the, in the three guard formation, right? So I got like one guard trying to go long right away. And then the other two guards, I want them to go like, like center line wide. Right. And then, uh, you know, so initially we weren't doing that. Initially we were just trying to go long every time and we were losing it a lot. Like it was getting picked off. Especially like most of the players can't make the, make the, the throw. We got yeah, one. I won't go tall. long at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got one one tall uh, center post player that can get it there, and the other one. So that's why we went to this thing where the other guards. Are, but then the other the other guards aren't doing it yet. So I guess maybe it's just more practice again. But it is, and it is, and I try to. I I want to make I'd make the easy pass at that point. I think to just always go to the guards that are wide, and then try to have them get it to the other one that's already down there. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yep, I would definitely do that just because I think it will be easier for you. See, okay, let's go. We'll go to eighth grade and see. Okay, so they're still running more of like a dribble drive option there, but um, and we have like a post player though who doesn't he post up. I try to get him to post up more than the normal dribble drive post up player would do. Okay, and that I guess that works most of the time. It might clog um, up the middle a little bit, but yes, a little bit. <laughs> but we don't really drive a whole lot either. <laughs> they, they like the they do like really good ball rotation around the outside. Right. And they kind of like to take a lot of threes out there. There's not a whole lot of driving going on. So having a post player in the middle doesn't get in the way too often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the then, three, the three point shot is the, uh, they, it's the easy shot to take. That's, um, yeah. That's why they consistently do it. Yes. I would agree. Some of them can make it. So I think they have that experience of, of success there making it. So they, they like to do it a lot. Okay. So if we're doing that and then we do get, finally get it into the middle on the post. I want like the two that we have designated as wings to cut underneath. Yep. I would have them relocate the space is the way I would teach. So okay. don't necessarily cut to the basket because that might not be open. I want them to, when the ball goes in, guards should find space. They should move and relocate, but they should find open space. So when you say guards, you mean every, all four that are Anybody. Out. Yeah, all four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So not necessarily cut. I mean, they can cut yeah. if they yeah, want When to. the ball goes in, all four of the people that are on the are not getting the ball should find some open space. It might be three inches from where you are, but move somewhere. Um, don't stay where you are. Yes. Okay. We, we have some, not too bad, but they do kind of throw it away sometimes on offense. Where they're, they kind of, it's these cross-court passes. Yes. You got to so have it on the wing. Up. Yeah. Those try to go passes. wing to wing. Yeah. Yep. So the, that, yeah, those are those are the ones that, yeah. That's why coaches don't have hair. Um, so you got to short, you got to shorten the passes up. Those long passes are the ones that get stolen. The short passes from the top to the wing, or the wing to the top, or the wing to the corner, don't get yeah. stolen as much. It's the right. the cross court ones because it gives the defense time. So I would try to eliminate those as much as possible. Okay. Is there a good drill or anything, or it's just. Uh, when you're doing, yeah, when you're doing your stuff, I would just tell them that that pass should not happen. I'd rather have you dribble it over there than pass it over there. Yeah, that's why I'm telling them. I'm telling them just get within five feet before you yep, pass it. Yep, exactly. yep. Yeah. 
And it's like that at the end of the game, when a game's close, it's like you definitely don't want to make those. Yeah, those are not the type of passes. The other thing I kind of want to do with them, I want them to be able to like take, take advantage of a mismatch, and it's not really happening. So I'm kind of saying if your guy can't handle guarding the ball, then you either try to get the ball and drive it, or you try to try to screen the ball and try to get a switch. But it's, it's not happening. Yeah, and the thing is, there's probably not space for them to do that. So um, you probably got to either clear out a side to make that happen or kind of do like a double screen up, you know, do your horn set, have one of the guys go opposite and then do like a, like, here, I'll show you. This is super easy. Um, I'm not trying to do it with the horns because I know there's too much congestion. This is more with the eighth grade where they're kind of in the four out. They're in four out. They can do it. Yeah, the eighth grade still in the four out. That they've never run the horns. They don't have enough in, interior players to do it. Okay, so if you, like even if you have one post, uh, even if you had, even if you had one post like here, you know, I would have. You know, if you set up like in the other ones are like ones here, maybe ones here, ones here. So what I would do is try to clear this guy out and have them set a double screen kind of thing. And then have, if you want to get a mismatch, this is where you get the mismatch. You let these, you give these two, the this, yeah. yeah, you give these two guys the whole side of the court where they just do a two-man game then because that one's cleared out, come off a double screen, and then you do like a two-man pick and roll. If that's what you want to do. You want to isolate a side and get everyone on the other side. So you basically want to move everyone to the other side some way, either off a screen or a double screen or whatever it is. And then you want a two-man game where you set a ball screen and let them kind of go at it. But that's what I would yeah. do. Just something where you can get a clear out and let them kind of go. We might be getting close to the end here. I was looking at the defense for the eighth graders, and okay. it's almost the same problems as the as the sixth graders. They're playing man-to-man. And they're kind of like letting people drive by them, or they're following their players everywhere, or they're, or they're. Well, this we already talked about this. We're not thinking about players after substitution, kind of the same deal, right? Sixth graders, yeah. And then uh, they're trying to do the the full court press again with the one three one, with with one guy at the at the middle and one guy far back, but we're really not getting any good traps out of it. So I guess we'll do the same thing. Just try to do more like a man to man. Trap on that. That's what I would do. Yeah. Let's see. They're inbounds. They're not running a horns inbounds. They're kind of doing like two stacks. They're going to stack on the side. And the one player said, let's do this stack underneath where the fourth guy comes up and sets a screen for the first guy to go inside. That's a good idea. Okay. That'll work. But again, it's like they're not lining up for it or the. I guess it's the same thing where it's not always the same people, right? So if the fourth guy is somebody that hasn't done it before, he forgets that he's supposed to go set that screen and it, and it doesn't happen. Right. Right. They just need they need practice doing it is part of the problem. Lots of practice. Lots of practice. If you want to get good at out-of-bounds plays or situations or plays or anything, you got to practice. I can even still, yeah. Okay. You're freezing a little bit. I can't yeah, I know. I was trying to think if I, I was trying to get I was going to plug into my fiber so let me do that real quick all right go ahead this is like the last thing so the fast break with the eighth graders so then we just have two guards and we got like two wings into the post player there in the four out we're trying to like get one of the guards long and then one guard like at the at the center line and uh, i guess the only thing there is like sometimes they don't look up right 
got guys. You don't. So, you, so, so the skill, the skill you need to teach them is every time they catch the ball, they should look at the at the rim. At the opposite, yeah, the other at side the rim the that you're going to score mm-hmm. at because it doesn't yeah. matter if you're in the full court or the half court. That's where you should always look. Um, and then you'll see if your friends are open, and you'll also be able to score, and everything will open up fast. Less dribbling would be my guess. That's what they do. Yeah, they just they, they rebound and they start dribbling. They just dribble. And too we have we have somebody open on the other side, and they, we can always eighth graders can make that pass, but then they're not even looking for it. Yeah, they're just dribbling. Exactly. Right. Dribble too much. All right. Well, thanks. Yep. I think I got some good stuff out of this. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Let <laughs> me know. I'll. I'll uh, Send me an email. I'll send you this. If you want to see the drawings up, I can send you the recording too. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. See ya. Thanks a lot. Yep. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.